life exposed the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. His life, the Pharisees were, um, the, the, the word Pharisee stands for the holy ones. So they prided themselves in their holiness. But when Christ came onto the scene, true holiness was reflected. And instead of desiring after that, they hated it and they ended up killing him. And Christ says, the very same treatment that I received from the world, those who desire Christ's likeness will experience that, 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 that same treatment. This righteousness is the lack of fear and shame. And the presence of courage and boldness that says, I will be in this world what Christ will have me be. I will say in this world what Christ will have me say. Whatever it costs, I will be and say those things. And I want you to take note of verse 11. Verse 11 functions more as a window to verse 10. It explains in detail what this, persecu this persecution that Jesus is referring to looks like. Jesus says, blessed are you in verse 11 when others revile you and, and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. When, we, when looking at verse 11, we understand clearly that uh, this persecution can show itself in three ways. First, it, it appears in the form of verbal insults. He says, blessed are you when others revile you. You see, instead of being congratulated for living the, a, a righteous life, you will mostly receive insults. You will be called all kinds of names that you can think of. Our Lord himself was called all kinds of names as well. He, he was called a drunkard. He was called a glaton. In the same way as, a, as Christians, when you stand for the truth of the Bible, you will be called a bigot. You will be called homophobic when you stand for what the Bible says. You will be called holier than thou. Because you say sin is sin and, the, and God is against it, you'll be called all kinds of names. You'll be reviled. But let me say this, continue standing for the truth. Because it is not the approval of men that we seek after, but the approval of God. That is the most important approval that we can ever receive. Amen? Secondly, it appears in the form of physical persecution. Physical persecution. He says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you. The word persecute here carries the idea of harassment, of abuse, and, and other unjust treatment. You see, standing for Christ can result in physical persecution. 
as is the case uh, among uh, uh, our brothers and sisters in countries where Christianity is illegal. We hear that, right? Sunday after Sunday, we hear about our brothers and sisters who are being killed, who, who are being persecuted for, 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 for righteousness' sake, for standing for the Lord. But even though we do not experience this, we should not see it as something that is remote from us, as something that is far from us. We, we must have hearts that are, are ready and are committed to Christ, that if this was to happen in our country, we would stand for God's truth and not compromise. It must be something that we have already committed ourselves to. Something that we are standing on, whether we, are, we suffer for it or not. You see, I have observed that when Christians are experiencing a life of ease, they grow dull towards the things of God. They don't pray as they should pray. They don't spend time in the Word. Thank you. They don't spend time in the Word of God. They don't care about fellowship as much as they should care. They, they, they become more concerned about possessions more than they are about fellowship with God. The greatest danger for a Christian it's not affliction and suffering. It is prosperity. It is prosperity. But when we look, when we look at a church that is going through the fires of persecution, all they want is God. All they want is God. They don't chase after gold but they chase after God, even if it costs them their lives. When you look at the September issue, is it the September issue? When you look at the September issue, there's an article there about a man who was attacked by a machete by his brother. His brother tried to take his life because he's a Christian. And here we are, living in ease and, and freedom. And when you ask, if you were to take time and one by one, when was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you took time to sit down and pray for, for believers, pray for your family, pray for, for the community around you, pray, pray for unbelievers? When was the last time you did that? probably two weeks ago, probably a week ago, five days ago, because we are living in ease. We should remind ourselves that the most important thing for us as Christians is to know God, be known by God, not to gain wealth, 
Thirdly, this persecution appears in the form of false accusations. Jesus says, when they revile you, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you. Again, and say, and when they utter all kinds of things against you on my, against you falsely on my account. John MacArthur comments on this verse saying, slender behind our backs is harder to take partly because it is harder to, to defend against than direct accusation. It, it, is, it has opportunity to spread and, and be believed before we, we, we have a chance to correct it. Much harm to our reputations can be done even before we are aware someone has slandered us. We, we cannot help regretting slander, but we should not grieve about it. We should, not, we, we, we should count ourselves blessed. As our Lord assures us, we shall be when the slander is on account of him. Jesus calls Christians who are going through persecutions blessed, who are being reviled, who are being persecuted, who are being slandered. He calls them blessed. These are the ones the Father approves. It goes against secular thinking, right? It goes against popular thinking. We think that God approves us when we are going through nice times, when we are going through a life of ease and things are just happening, blessing upon blessing in the sense of wealth, health, and prosperity. We think that is when God is approving us. But Jesus presents a different view. He says, blessed are these ones who are being reviled, who are being persecuted, who are being, uh, uh, who, who are being falsely accused on my account for righteousness' sake. And we see why they are blessed. As we look at the second point, we see the reward. The reward. In verse 10, Jesus says, these ones that are persecuted, theirs, is the kingdom of heaven. And again, when you look at verse 12, he says, your reward is great in heaven. Your reward is great in heaven. Now, the question is, why do we continue standing for truth, even though that may result in insult, in, in ridicule, in, and, and possibly in death? Why do we continue standing for this truth? Well, Jesus says, because of the great reward God has for us. We must know and bear in mind that there is nothing for us in this world. There is nothing for us in this world. We are strangers and, and aliens. This is not our true country. We are aliens in this country. There is a better world that we are looking forward to. There is a better world that is awaiting us. And let me say this. Let me say this, and I want you to listen carefully. The difficulties, the, the struggles, the, the pains, the sicknesses that we face in this world are messengers of God 
sent to remind us that this world is not our home. That there's a home that is prepared for us by God himself. A home more glorious than those owned by earthly kings. A home more joyful than the fleeting joys of the world. A home more blessed because God is there. The truth is, if we had a life of ease in this world, a, a life where we, we never faced any struggles, where we, we, we have all the wealth we needed, we, we were, where we lived in perpetual health and, and prosperity, if things were going smoothly and, and well for us, the truth is we would never have a longing for heaven. We would never have a longing for God. We would not think about any of that. We would not be able to sing with, with Jim Reeves who says, this world is not my home. I, I, I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. And he continues to say, oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? When, when, we, when we experience heartache and pain and persecution, our hearts say, I can't feel at home in this world anymore. When we go through sickness, when we go through trials, the heart says, I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Because we know that God has a home for us, a better country. If we stop feeling like strangers and aliens in this world, we are focusing on the wrong things. The danger of... of, of, of of prosperity gospel is that instead of leading people to pursue God, to pursue hard after God, it leads people to pursue after material possessions. It leads people to pursue after wealth, health, and prosperity. Let me say this. John, John, John Piper once said this. He said, um, the prosperity gospel or, he says this, wealth cannot be a sign of God's blessing because the devil also promises those who follow him the same thing. Jesus says, when you are being persecuted, know that there's a kingdom that awaits you and, and your reward is great. With this in mind, what should be our response? This leads us to the third and, and, and the last point, the response. Look at verse 12. Verse 12. It says, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. John MacArthur explains that the believer's response to persecution and affliction should not be to retreat and, and hide, to escape from, from the world is to escape from responsibility. Uh, because we, we belong to Christ, we are no longer of this world. 
but he has sent us into this world to serve just as he himself came into the world to save. Uh, P- Peter echoes the very same idea in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 13. Listen to what he says. He says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice. Rejoice in, in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. This persecution, these persecutions serve to test the strength and the genuineness of our faith. The bravery of a soldier, as, as we, we, we are being told, the bravery of a soldier is mostly seen by his scars. And the genuineness of a Christian is seen by continuing in faith even in the midst of persecution. Jesus in his parable to, 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 to the disciples and the crowd, he tells a parable of, a, of the seed in Matthew chapter 13 verse 5. He, he speaks of a seed that was planted on rocky ground. This is what he says in, in verse 5 of Matthew 13. He says, other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and immediately they sprang up. Since they had not depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched and since they had no root, they withered away. Now, now listen to how he explains this parable and what he says about it. In verse, um, verse 20, 20 and 21, he says, as for, as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So this is the person who hears God's word, who hears the gospel, and they receive it. But then listen to this yet he has no root in himself. It was superficial. The, 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 the receptivity of the gospel was superficial. It was not uh, something that was, uh, it did not have depth in their hearts. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls off. You see this? He looks like a Christian, sounds like a Christian, walks like a Christian. I don't know how Christians walk, but he walks like a Christian, dresses like a Christian, speaks Christianese. You know that Christianese? How are you, brother? I'm blessed. By the grace of God. He speaks the Christianese language. But the fires of persecution and affliction come to test him. And we see whether indeed he's a Christian or not. And this man falls away immediately. Doesn't, he doesn't stay around to ask questions. Falls away immediately. So trials and, and persecution prove the validity of our faith. 
I love what the Bible says about the, the apostles. In Acts chapter 5, the Bible tells us that the, the apostles were preaching the gospel and they were arrested and they were warned not to preach about Jesus. And, and Peter responds to, to these people. He says we must obey God rather than man. And, and, and they, they become angry and, and want to kill them. They, they want to put the apostles to death because they were preaching the gospel and were standing for the gospel. And the man stands and he, he kind of defends them by giving a story. And instead of killing them, they take them and they beat them. In verse 40. L listen to verse 41. Listen to verse 41. And bear in mind that the apostles are in pain. They, they, they have just uh, 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 been beaten. 